98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. Restaurant dinners are off the menu as the government steps up social distancing measures. Officials will also ban people from moving out of buildings linked to COVID-19 clusters unless they test negative. And former lawmakers are among activists arrested over protests on July the 1st. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has announced further anti-epidemic measures. They include closing gyms and beauty salons, banning dining in at restaurants after 6pm and ordering more civil servants to work from home. Details will be announced later. She also said the government will put together a financial package to support affected industries. Meanwhile, 10,000 hotel rooms will be allocated to quarantine people flying in. They'll also need to undergo an extra virus test five days after completing their two-week quarantine. Mrs Lamb says the government will also amend laws to ban people fleeing from buildings where there are COVID-19 clusters before they test negative. People reportedly left a public housing block at Kwaishing West Estate, where the authorities last night quarantined an entire floor after an outbreak. Mrs Lamb said authorities could have sped up legislation to stop people leaving after floating the idea a few weeks ago. If we could do better is if we could speed up the making of a particular piece of legislation, which we will do today in the uh, Executive Council, then uh, my colleagues in the Public Health Authority will have better legal basis uh, to tackle that situation. So uh, that is the thing that we could have done uh, better. But I hope you realize that first is we are in a very hectic situation since this wave uh, hit us in the latter part of November. Mrs Lam also dismissed concerns that people may lose faith in Hong Kong's banking system after ex-lawmaker Ted Hoy complained that his family's accounts were frozen. Police said Mr Hoy, who went into exile while on bail for protest-related offences, may have embezzled funds raised to pay for private prosecutions and could have transferred this money to his relatives. Mr Hoy denies those claims. The chief executive questioned his integrity, calling him an absconder who lied to a court. Take his words on face value and uh, accuse the Hong Kong financial institutions for doing things which are not in accordance with the law. So uh, if there is any damage to Hong Kong's financial institutions, uh, the culprit is this individual. But I can assure you that Hong Kong's monetary and financial systems are as robust as ever. Former lawmakers Wu Chi-Wai, Chi Hoi-Dek and Lung Kwak Hung are among eight pro-democracy activists who've been arrested over a protest on July the 1st. Mike Weeks has details. On its Facebook page, the Democratic Party said its former chairman and lawmaker Wu Chi-Wai was arrested at his home just after 6.30 this morning, with officers saying he was suspected of unlawful assembly and inciting others to join one. Former lawmaker Chu Hoi Dig also revealed on his social media page that his home was searched and he was detained over organising and taking part in an unauthorised gathering. Meanwhile, the League of Social Democrats said four of its members, including former lawmaker Maker Leung Kwok Hong and Figo Chan were arrested over the protest and also charged with taking part in an unauthorised gathering, while Mr Chan was accused of organising and inciting others to take part. The United States has imposed sanctions on 14 senior mainland officials in response to Beijing's disqualification of four pro-democracy lawmakers in Hong Kong. Here's Robert Kemp. 
President Donald Trump's outgoing administration said the move would freeze any U.S. assets and bar travel to the United States of 14 vice chairs of the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress. It is seen as part of an effort to box President-elect Joe Biden into hardline positions on Beijing at a time of bipartisan anti-China sentiment in Congress. In August, the Trump administration slapped sanctions on Hong Kong Chief Executive Carrie Lam and other top officials. The US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said the MPCSC had neutered the ability of people in Hong Kong to choose their elected representatives. Meanwhile, the US House of Representatives has voted to allow Hong Kong residents to live temporarily in the United States, giving them temporary protected status for five years and the right to work. The initiative must still be approved by the Senate, but enjoys cross-party support. A doctor has been jailed for three and a half years after she was convicted of manslaughter over a botched beauty treatment. The High Court found an infusion of tainted blood delivered by Makwan Ling led to the death of a 46-year-old client, Chan Yun Lam. The judge said Mac should have warned Chan of the risks and said the inexperienced medic showed misguided loyalty to her employer. The term was reduced to reflect the defendant's ill health and the fact that her medical career is over. The coroner's court has in, adjourned its inquest into the death of university student Jia Luck, who fell from a car park during anti-government protests. The hearing will resume on Monday after the Fire Services Department said it needed time to seek legal representation from the Department of Justice. Priscilla Ng reports. The coroner, David Koh, said the court planned to spend a day viewing more surveillance camera footage from the multi-story car park building. In addition to footage from 35 movable cameras, footage was also found from four fixed cameras. Last Thursday, the coroner listed the fire services department as an interested party after he believed he'd found footage capturing the moment when the deceased fell from the Chengkwano car park. Mr. Ko said since the hearing was to be adjourned for a week, it was certain the inquest wouldn't finish on schedule next week. A security guard has been arrested for allegedly posting a message online calling on people to murder senior police officers. The force says the message was widely circulated before being deleted. The 50-year-old is suspected of incitement to inflict grievous bodily harm with intent, which carries a maximum sentence of life imprisonment. Chief Inspector Fanchen Yip of the police's cybersecurity unit says the force respects freedom of speech, but that freedom is not absolute. The police noticed a letterson abusing the Facebook to spread violence hatred, which incited others to raid into the police headquarters and attack the senior management of the force. The governors of two of the biggest U.S. states, California and New York, have warned of a worsening public health crisis as hospitals fill up with coronavirus patients. The New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, said further restrictions would have to be introduced to prevent the health system being overwhelmed. On the other side of the country, the California governor, Gavin Newsom, warned that hospitals were filling to dangerous levels. The state recently announced a three-week lockdown. America's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, said the move was necessary. They made a difficult decision, but I believe it was the prudent uh, decision where they said, you know, if we keep going up at the rate we're going, very soon our hospital system is going to be stretched to the maximum. So now's the time to call a timeout, shut down just enough to add some flexibility to the hospital system. 
Israeli ministers have announced a nationwide nighttime curfew starting tomorrow to try to halt a steep increase in coronavirus cases ahead of one of the main Jewish festivals. Here's the BBC's Daniel Wittenberg. After Israelis spent first Passover and then Jewish New Year under lockdowns, the coronavirus will now hit another of the most important events in the Jewish calendar. With the number of COVID cases in Israel back above 1,000 a day, ministers have approved new measures likely to last around three weeks. The curfew will restrict not only the customary Hanukkah parties and outdoor gatherings, but also the traditional domestic get-togethers at dusk on each of its eight nights to light candles on the Hanukkah menorah. A public inquiry into the Christchurch Mosque massacre by a white supremacist in New Zealand has found that the security agencies focused almost all of their resources on potential extremism by Islamists. Brenton Tarrant killed 51 Muslims at two mosques on March the 15th last year. The Royal Commission inquiry said no failings by public agencies would have stopped the attack. New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern apologised to Muslims and promised change. Muslim New Zealanders should be safe. Anyone who calls New Zealand home regardless of race, religion, sexual orientation, gender should be safe. New Zealanders deserve a system that does its best to keep you safe and that is what we are committed to building. The European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen and the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson say they'll meet in Brussels in the coming days in a last-ditch effort to salvage a post-Brexit trade deal. In a joint statement, they said the conditions for an agreement weren't there. Here's the BBC's Katja Adler. If you look at the three big sticking points, it's fish, competition regulations and the governance of a final deal. It's the last two that are of primary importance to the EU because what they're saying to the UK is we will give you preferential access to our single market after Brexit, but not if you have an unfair competitive advantage over our own businesses. So let's agree some common competition principles. And because there's little mutual trust, the EU's then saying let's make sure we have a mechanism in place so that either of us break our word, then there can be swift legal action taken. One of the most pioneering mountaineers of the 20th century, the British climber Doug Scott, has died aged 79. In 1975, he and a partner were the first to ascend Everest by the southwest face. Here's the BBC's Steve Jackson. When Doug Scott and his partner Dougal Haston arrived on the summit of Everest in 1975, they were the first to make it there by a challenging new route, and also the first people from Britain to reach the summit. As it went dark, they ran out of oxygen, and their torch batteries died, so they were forced to spend the night on the open mountainside, at a higher altitude than anyone had ever stayed before. They barely survived. Doug Scott was also known for another epic feat of survival, crawling on his knees for seven days down a Himalayan peak, the Ogre, after breaking both his legs. In later life, he set up a charity to support impoverished mountain communities in Nepal. In finance, the medical arm of the Chinese e-commerce giant JD.com has soared 34% on its debut on the Hong Kong stock market. JD Health's share price hit $94.50 in the opening minutes of trading, well above the listing price of $70.58. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26.375. That's 131 points down on the previous close. Currency is the US dollar trading at 104.3 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 1.21 cents. And the pound will get you 10 Hong Kong dollars and 35 cents. Sport now, here's Atom Chung. 
We start in the NFL, where the Pittsburgh Steelers suffered their first defeat of the season in a shocker at home to Washington. A pair of long-range field goals and an interception late in the game saw the visitors rally from 14 points down to win 23-17. Prior to the game, Pittsburgh had won 78 of 80 when leading by 14 or more at home. Their record is now 11-1, level with the Super Bowl champions Kansas City Chiefs. Elsewhere, the Buffalo Bills beat the San Francisco 49ers 34-24 in Arizona. The Niners were barred from playing in their home stadium after the Santa Clara County banned contact sport. The Bills improved to 10-3, while the Niners dropped to 5-7. Now to football in the English Premier League, where Southampton are up to fifth in the table after a come-from-behind 2-1 victory at Brighton. A second-half penalty from Danny Ings won it for the visitors. Saints boss Ralph Hasenhurdle felt his side could have played better. With the ball, we didn't uh, play our best game today, I think, especially in the first half we had problems. Uh, I don't know, uh, it was very slippy, uh, slippery on, on the pitch. Uh, it was, it was uh, Every player had problems. Uh, um, and uh, then it takes, uh, then it's a lot of risk uh, when you when you try to build up and try to take uh, the, the passes on the ground out. So it's 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 uh, yeah a different uh, situation then. The crowd was also there, new for the players, a little bit more stress I think. But uh, in the end, uh, yeah, a win like this, I think last season we had, didn't have a lot of, but uh, good to see. Breakdancing will become an Olympic sport in 2024 when Paris hosts the Games. In addition, skateboarding, sport climbing and surfing, which will all make their debut in the delayed Tokyo Games next year, are to be retained. Announcing those decisions, the president of the International Olympic Committee, Thomas Back, said this was part of an increased focus on the Games engaging young people. The urban sport concept has been expanded, showcasing youth-focused events that are inclusive, engaging, and can be practiced outside conventional sports arenas. With this program for the Olympic Games Paris 2024, we want to make the Olympic Games fit for the post-coronavirus world. Despite adding a completely new sport in breakdancing, the total number of athletes, medal events and officials will all be reduced for the Paris Games when compared to Tokyo. And as you look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Restaurant dinners are off the menu as the government steps up social distancing measures. Officials will also ban people from moving out of buildings linked to COVID-19 clusters unless they test negative. And former lawmakers are among activists arrested over protests on July the 1st. The news from RTHK. I will help fight the virus. I will protect Hong Kong. The government has launched the Leave Home Safe mobile app for everyone to download and keep visit records. Use the app to scan QR codes of venues taking part. Press the Leave button when you leave. Visit records will only be kept in your phone. If you went somewhere visited by a confirmed patient around the same time, the app will automatically alert you and give health advice. Use the app together. Feel at ease when going out. Let's fight the virus. Scan with Leave Home Safe. To fight the virus together, we must protect ourselves and others and reduce social contact. Stay at home as far as possible. 
avoid social gatherings and don't go to crowded places. Work from home if feasible. Don't shake hands with others. We should also avoid meal gatherings. Let's adopt these measures to prevent the spread of novel coronavirus in the community. For more information on fighting the virus, visit chp.gov.hk. If seeing 